Okay, so hello everyone and thank you for coming. So I'd like to welcome our speaker today, uh, Zi Shao. She is a PhD student and art historian from SOAS, the University of London, and is supervised by Christian Luzanitz, and that's how we met. Um, and her research focuses on the Sino-Tibetan Buddhist imagery during the Qing uh, dynasty. With an iconographic and stylistic approach, she explores how they reflect the development of Buddhist doctrine. In particular, she's concerned with how these monuments maintain an identity of their own that was not totally monopolized by the imperial agendas. So today, Ziyu will be discussing the uh, Fan Hua Lu, the Hall of the Buddhist Efflorescence, one of the most complex and prominent Buddhist monuments in the, uh, in the Forbidden City that was constructed during the Qianlong period. Uh, she will be showing us around this highly complex iconographic system and with comparison to other Buddhist monuments, she will explore how it relates to the development of Buddhist exography in the perspective of the Gelugpa school during the 18th century. So I hope you enjoy the talk and all the beautiful images that she will be showing us. Um, and yeah, see if you can please start. Um, it's a great chance to be here to talk about my research on the Buddhist iconographic pantheon and mantra court during the 18th century. To say at the very beginning, Fan Hualo is part of my, uh, my research project. I'm still working on it. There are many confusions and many things I don't really understand. So I'm very looking forward to your suggestion and uh, advices. So, it has been widely known that during the age of Qianlong, there were large outpouring of Tibetan Buddhist imagery made by and made for the Qianlong court. There are also many researchers discussing the purpose of Mandra's patronage of Tibetan Buddhism, especially Glupa school. So the first is for the state protection and legitimization. The second is the emperor's self-promotion as a Chakravatin. And third, the purely private sociological reasons. Tibetan Buddhism was demonstrated as extremely important on Qing Empire construction, as was well the Qianlong Emperor's art of rulership, and his political strategy aiming at keep the territory of Inner Asia, especially those inhabited by Mongols and Tibetans. So among a number of Buddhist monuments erected during the Qianlong period, Fan Hualou is one of the most prominent and mysterious shrine, since it contains a huge Buddhist iconographic pantheon classified according to the four class of tantra of a Glupa version. The complicated iconographic pantheon, which contains more than 700 bronze, uh, bronze statues and six mysterious stupa inside the building. As we can see the map, the building is situated in the northeastern part of the Ningxiao Palace, Ningxiao Gong, um, in the northeastern part of the Forbidden City. The building itself is first constructed on the 37th year of the Qianlong reign, so it's 1772, and finished at the 41st year of the Qianlong reign, so it's the 1776. It has two floors and the building is horizontally divided into seven equal sections. So each room is not big, approximately 3.5 uh, times 4.5 meters. The middle room is called Mingjian, so literally the bright room. The ground floor of the Mingjian displays the sculpture of the bronze Wudiana Buddha, 
uh, surrounding by the paintings of the Buddha's life story. It is said the Standing Buddha is the biggest bronze statue in the Forbidden City. The first floor of Mingjian display a big wood lacquer sculpture of Jezongkaba surrounded by his life story. And we will come back to this room later. The other six sections from the west to the east are relatively named as Room 1, Prajna Paramita, Room 2, Highest Father Root Tantra, Room 3, Highest Mother Root Tantra, sorry, Room 2 is the Highest Father Root Tantra, Room 3 is the Highest Mother Root Tantra, Room 4 is the Room of Yoga Tantra, Room 5, Charya Root Tantra, Room 6, uh, Action Root Tantra, so it's a Kriya Root Tantra. So that is why this kind of building is called Liu Pingfu Law. So six classes of Buddhist shrine. Each side room are arranged according to, uh, in the same format. So as we can see, um, on the upper floor, this is the upper floor, there are paintings and bronze statues of the nine man deity flanked by two cabinets. So each cabinet contains 61 deities. Noticeably, there are three size bronzes um, bronze statues inside the cabinet, and we will also come back to it later. So on the ground floor, each side room contains a huge quest Oh, so sorry, that's the uh, cabinets. And this is the ground floor. So each side room contains a huge quasonic stupas surrounded by nine guardian deity depicted on a hanging tank paintings. I put a Patrick Huge painting because I feel like when I walk in front of a corridor on the ground floor, the feeling is really like uh, reading the reverse pa uh, perspective painting of Patrick Huge. What is very unusual is there is a huge opening between the ground and the upper floor. So therefore, there is little space of each side room has left for the visitors to rituals like prostration or meditation. Um, as we can see, the Quasonet Stuba could be viewed from the top through the opening, which is really, really seen in the Himalayan context. There is only one staircase connecting both floors, in fact, um, in the exterior of the western part of the building. Therefore, the visitors are designed to follow the one-way route. By entering from the middle, the visitor will be welcomed by the big standing Buddha. Then he needs to make a choice to, to turn either right or left. So after finishing the ground floor, he will step out of the building, climb up, enter the first floor, and keep on his journey. All the rooms are uh, connected by, by a small, uh, very slim corridor. Mm, as we can see, the traveling route and the whole architecture design doesn't indicate any kind of hierarchy of the four classic tantra, uh, which are commonly perceived. Instead, the design declare a very egalitarian treatment. So deities in each room are situated in paralleling positions. In other words, the nine deity on the northern wall of the highest father tantra would not be expected to be more superior than the nine deity of the same position of the room of Kriya. Instead, it only emphasized the superior position of Zongkaba. Um, in the middle room, there are actually three Zongkaba placed in the center of the room. A huge wooden lacquer statue of Zongkaba is venerated as a real person. 
as we can see the picture, the Zong Kabel is placed actually in a life-size dragon straw with yellowish uh, inbred cushions on the back and, uh, and the beneath. Under the dragon throne, there is a delicate wood footstool. So the Zongheba dressing a monastic robe with intricate brocade is flanked by two branches of flower with lotus and lotus and throne on the on the top, which indicate he's the manifestation of Manjushri. Um, in front of him, yes, in front of him, there is a sumptuous lacquered table. On the table, there is another bronze statue of Zongheba. On the back of the throne, it states it was created at the 46th um, year of the Chenlong reign. According to the style of a bronze alloy sculpture of Songkaba from Tashi Lumpo, when I was doing my fieldwork in Beijing, uh, the original uh, Zongkaba taken by the, the Panchen Lama from Tashi Lumpo was being exhibited, and this is that um, Zongkaba. And it, this one also got the inscription on the back stating it was among a number of statues the Panchen Lama brought as a gift to the, uh, to the Qianlong Emperor on the year of the 45th of Qianlong reign, so it's the 1780. In fact, there's another similar Zongkaba created by the Manchu court on the 46th year of the Qianlong reign, imitating this one. Now it is in the Taipei Palace Museum. Let's go back to the room. The, Zonghab, the third Zonghaba is depicted on the Tanka painting of Zonghaba's life story, just behind the lacquered huge wooden statue. Unlike the hanging painting of the Buddha's life story on the ground floor, which is composed of nine paintings covering the northern, western, and eastern wall, the painting of Zonghaba's life story was specifically made as a whole, according to the size of the room. So uh, the arrangement of the equal six room may correspond to what Zongkaba explained in the great exposition of the great Tantra, that the four classes of Tantra are different, but equal doors of entering the Vajra vehicle. So Zongkaba's idea after the explained in his disciples Kedrubji's text, the introduction to the Buddhist tantric system, as he explicitly states, there's no discrepancy between the teaching of both the Kriya and the Charya Tantra and that of the Paramita school concerning the method of becoming a Buddha. Gedrupche also clarified the division of the father and the mother tantra under the highest yoga tantra and challenged the other kinds of division of other school, for example, the division of mother, father, and non-dual tantra according to various kind of uh, criteria. However, what I'm referring here is just my speculations. Since another Buddhist pension, which is not far away from Fanghualo, it is the Yuhuage, as shown in the slides, are designed as a horizontal tower, as the highest yoga tantra on the top. And, and on the top is the three most important Galupa idem, as the Guyasamaja, Vajraharova, and Samvara on the top. And then um, the, yoga, the deity of the yoga tantra on the, on the second floor, uh, the Charya on the first floor and the, the Kriya on the ground floor. But those are the, the deity in the Yuhua Ge.
However, the design of Fan Hua Lo, as well as the classification of Buddhist deity, are particularly important since from the 22nd year of the Qianlong reign, so it's the 1757, to the 45th year of the Qianlong reign, so it's 7080, the Qianlong emperor actually constructed eight these kind of buildings, which is called Liu Ping Fu Lo, the six classes Buddhist shrine, while Fan Hua Lo is only one of the eight. Four of them are constructed inside the palace, while the other four uh, were relatively located in Jehor, so it's Chengde, and in the Summer Palace in Changchunyuan. It is no exaggeration to say that this kind of building pinned down all the important Tibetan Buddhist landscape of Manchu court, which absolutely demonstrates its significance. According to the palace archive, the first Fan Hua Law is the Hui Yao Law, now, uh, originally in the Jian Fugong Garden in the Palace Museum, was first constructed in the 22nd of the Qianlong reign. The sixth stupa was relatively made of six, six kinds of material, namely uh, bronze, poissonne, silver, sandalwood, glass, and gold. So where are the rest of the looping follow? the six classes of Buddhist building, well, only one and half remains. The former one is Fanghua Lao, which we are discussing, and the later one is Baoshang Lao. Nowadays, apart from the stupas inside Baoshang Lao, all the interiors are gone. But fortunately, um, between the 1926 to 1927, Baron von Hofstein and his associate photographer, Benjamin March, got the permission at the time to document the bronze statue of Baoshang Lao. The, these photographs uh, finally went to the, li the Harvard Library and was later published in 1937 by Wu Clark as the very renowned book to Lamaist Pansyum. So, so on the left, that's the Baoshang Lao, uh, the picture of Baoshang Lao taken in 1930s, and uh, the right is what is now. And that is the pictures in the 1930s, and now what is like of the interior now in Baoshang Lao. So therefore, we have two set of, bronze of uh, bronzes of the sixth side room one Fanghua Lo and another one is Baoshang Lo. By comparing the bronzes of Baoshang Lo and Fanghua Lo, I noticed first the deity of each, the carpenters of each room are almost same, which content, uh, confirms the content of the iconographic pantheon of each room remains. However, their spatial arrangement are disarrayed. What the original designer of this building did us a favor is each sculpture is inscribed with their name in Chinese in the front and the root, uh, the room name on the back of the throne. So here is the Shan Yu Bu Fu, so it must be one of the 35 Buddhas. And on the back is inscribed Ban Ru Ping, so it must be in the room one, the room of Paramita. Um, apart from the central room, each room have a pieces of a caption of four languages on the blue background paper indicating the nine deities of the room, so the nine main deity, as well as the important tantra of this room. 
the four languages are Manchuria, Mongolian, uh, Chinese, and Tibetan. So in sum, there are 24 captions in Fan Hualo. Also on the ground floor, um, the room have the captions. The archive, the palace archive uh, states of the 40, 41st year of the Qianlong reign shows that the, Ch the Chinese caption was written by a Hanlin with not specifically uh, named which Hanlin, but the rest was written by Changhero Bei Dorje. So um, I want to spend a little bit of time talking about Qianlong's personal guru, the third Changhya Hutukutu, Robe Dorje, since he was not only the most important Lama, Tibetan Lama in the Manchu court during the 18th century, but also one of the most influential Lama at the vast Tibetan Plato. As a childhood friend of the Prince Hongli, who later became the Qianlong Emperor, he was regarded as a person who established the parameter for making and collecting Tibetan Buddhist image, promoting an authentic system of iconography, translated a large number of Tibetan Buddhist texts, and created a number of sophisticated art projects, as well as the Buddhist philosophical writings. Very interestingly, there are two very renowned iconographic books attributed to Robe Dorje. The 360 Buddhist deities on, on the right and the iconography of 300 deities on the left. So as the name indicates, the 300s contains 300 lama and deity in, a, in wood carving in the format of Tibetan Pacha with an undated preface by Robe Dorje. The 360 contains 360 hand illumination illustrated a deity image in the format of Chinese book. The 300 is uh, traditionally regarded as the first pantheon ever produced, probably helped to um, create it to help artists or to broaden the theoretical and practical interest for Tibetan style monks. It is also considered as an authoritative and uh, compilation of guru and deity with a sanctioned vision of Robe Dorje. Similarly, since Robe Dorje made numerous efforts on standardizing translation, chanting, practice, uh, practicing Buddhist rituals, the 360 is interpreted as an instrumental pantheon Robe Dorje created under the emperor's order. Throughout my study, I discover that although 300 and 360 are created as a Glupa Pamsum and associated with Rupadurje at different extent in different ways, there are many discrepancies in terms of iconography and classification. In my point of view, neither book can be regarded as that authoritative book with Rupadurje's sanctioned vision since they are created for the purpose of mass production and merit-making. Nevertheless, it demonstrated that Buddhist pantheon at the time can shift according to its function, its purpose, and its materials. Only by looking into this detail of the pantheon, we could possibly know what the pantheon is expressing, how it is constructed, why it is arranged, arranged in this way, and possibly who designed it. So let's go back to our building and start with room four. This room four is relatively 
easy. And room four is the room of yoga tantra. The nine deities of this room, oh, so that's the room four. So the nine main deity on the northern wall, the, the, uh, the painting and the bronzes are the same set of building flanked by two cabinets. Each cabinet contains 61 deities. Um, the nine main deity of this room are the Savavit Varochana with four head and two arms in the center, surrounded by Vajadadu, Jagat Vinaya, Saratasiti, and Tilokya Vijaya. The outer circle relatively are Paramadya Vajrasattva, Guhya Manjushri, Damadadu Vajrasvara, um, and Navoshanisha. Only Tilokya Vijaya is a worthful deity, and the rest are all. Um, our peaceful deities. So, so when we think about the artistic representation of the deity of Yoga Tantra, most of us probably would think about the Vajradhatu Mandala in, in the Tabo Monastery or the depiction of the Five Buddha family as the Varuchana in the center, Akshobhya in the east, Ratmasambhava in the south, Amitabha in the west, and Amohasti in the north, which is commonly seen in many kinds of artistic materials. So what are those main deities and how they are related? Uh, honestly, when I first look at these deities, I, I even could not find another representation uh, of the Navoshnisha. So as as Kyodrukji states in the introduction of Buddhist tantric system, the most fundamental tantra of yoga tantra is the Savatthagata Tavasangarbha, so the STDS. The texts of STDS have four sections, namely the uh, diamond, diamond realm, so it's the Vajradhatu, the victory over the three words, the uh, Trilokya Vijaya, training the living beings, so Jagat Vindaya, and achieving of objective, so Siddhartha. And according to Kinyaki Tanakaka, the text in some contains 28 mandala. Each section have one Maha Mandala as Vajradhatu Maha Mandala, Tilokya Vijaya Maha Mandala, Sava Jaga Vindaya Maha Mandala, and Sava Tasidi Maha Mandala. It is obvious that the inner circle uh, of the deity are uh, associated with a tantra and very possibly each deity stands for the entire mandala. So but what about the four other deities? As we can see, um, Vajisvara is a mandala of Manjushri Namasangiti. It can also be the form of Manjushri with four faces and eight arms. Navoshinisha is a mandala of Durgadiparina Shodana Tantra, as mentioned by Tiniyaki Tanataka, Durgadiparina Shodana as explanatory tantra on the part two of STTS was proliferating in Tibet because it was used for funeral rites. The text of Durgadiparina Shodana describes certain mandala, uh, Savavivarachana Mandala as the basic mandala of the old translation and Navoshanisha Mandala is the basic mandala of the new translation. The Paramatya Vajrasattva, no doubt associated with the Paramatya Vajrasattva Mandala, but put Vajrasattva in the center and the mandala is very similar to the Vajradhatu Mandala. It also includes Akashobhya in the east, Ratmasambhava in the 
south, Amitabha in the west, and Amoha city in the north. And I'm still working on the Guhia, Guhia Manchu Shui. And I, at the moment, I think it's associated with the Changra Gomi's commentary of the Manchu Shui Namasangiti. Although uh, at the current stage, I couldn't offer a very clear interpretation of the nine deity of the room of Tantra. What I can be sure is those deity is not merely an icon for the purpose of worship, but represent of the very idea expanded in scriptures. The classification of each class of Tantra in Yuhaga represent how deity ought to be classified in the view of the designer at that time in 18th century. So what about the deity in the two cabinets? Those two cabinets, as we uh, mentioned earlier, there are 61 deity of each cabinet. There are three size deity in each cabinet. As we can see, the first and the fifth row have the smallest size, the second and fourth row have the middle sized, and the central row have the largest sized deities. So through our study, I noticed that the two cabinets in the room of Yoga Tantra actually contains the deity of three mandalas, namely the Vajradhatu mandala, the Dhammadhatu Vajrasvara mandala, and the Navoshanisha mandala. As we can see, I marked Vajradhatu in pink, Dharma Dhatu Vajrasvara in blue, and Navoshanisha in green. And the, the black one is the isolated single one. But I think those black deities, which is not um, associated to any, any of the three mandala, is the main deity. So it itself can represent a mandala. So, so if we look closer to the cabinet, we, we can notice that the size of each deity actually doesn't matter. For example, the Bodhisattva of Vajradhatu Mandala, the Maha 16 Maha Bodhisattva of the Vajradhatu Mandala actually have two sides. Some of them are smallest in size and some of them are middle in size. Or if we look at the Western cabinet on the left side, the green uh, on the fourth row, there are Navoshnisha Mandala's deity. Um, there are eight, um, the eight Navoshnisha uh, deity of the Navoshnisha Mandala actually have two sides. So seven of them are in the middle size and the rest one, the last ones in the fifth row. So it's the smallest in size but they actually are the paralleling deities on the inner circle of the Navoshnisha mandala. Also, uh, there are some deities I mark with two colors. Actually, they are deities shared by two mandalas. In this case, it's shared by Vajradhatu mandala and the Durgadiparina Shodala mandala. However, None of these three mandala can be completed by the deities in, this in these two cabinets. As I mark in this slide, the Vajra, uh, Vajra Dupa, Vajra Ganda, Vajra Loka, and Vajra Puspa are missing in these three deities. Uh, on the right one, what I show is only the center of Dharma Dadu Vajrasvara Mandala. And as we can see, the four Buddha mothers, Mamaki, Lokana, Lochana, Tara, and Pandora are missing. It's very strange. Those four Buddha mothers are mysteriously put as a man deities 
uh, of the room of Charya, so room room five. So at the moment, I can identify those deities by consulting the Vajra Avali and the Tantra Sumuchaya. Uh, and what I can I can find is in the room two, the room of the father, highest father Tantra, it contains the 32 deity of Akshobhya Vajra Mandala, eight deity of Mahachakra Vajrapani Mandala. In room three, uh, the room of the highest mother Tantra, it contains the Pankadaka Mandala, because Pankadaka Mandala is huge and it contains of I think five, five small mandalas, so it's a very huge mandala. In room five, uh, the cabinet contains the Garba Mandala, which is described in the Varachana Abhisamudhi Sutra, and also the Mandala of Bhutadamara. And in, in the room six, the room of Kriya, it contains the Mandala of the Vaisha, Vaisha Guru Sutra and the Pankaraksha Mandala. However, I think my identification of those mandala is very problematic because what I'm using now is the text of Vajravali and Tantra Sumachaya, which is composed in the 11th century. And I do think in the Gulupa tradition, they have their own, um, they have their own tradition of mandala, uh, as well as the relationship of the nine deities. So now the, at the current stage, I'm looking at uh, some Glupa texts, and I hope in the near future, I can give a more solid textual and image interpretation of these six rooms in of the Fan Hualeng. So I, I shall uh, finish here and uh, please ask me questions. Thank you.